I think I think we've seen a very complicated situation, and I think certainly it shows many challenges in terms of. First, I think South Africa has been widely criticized for the last year and a half for engaging very closely with Russia and for not engaging so much with Ukraine. But when we see those types of reactions to South Africans going to Ukraine and engaging in political conversations and the challenges that it occurs, it does seem to me that there is some disingenuous approaches around that, especially when we are looking into further clarifying. And I hope that this provides an opportunity for South Africa to further clarify what it non-aligned position actually means and not enabling journalists to follow the delegation of the presidency it is certainly quite worrisome in terms of we heard for most of 2022 that this wasn't an european conflict this was a global issue and when we have non-europeans coming into the situation and discussing that and then we face with those types of challenges that is quite worrying let's hope that with the visits we know that president already is engaging in a number of visits in kiev uh, including the mass graves and so on. And we hope that it is still going to be a positive discussion with, with the different leadership in Ukraine uh, that would hopefully maybe lead into further steps into dialogue and conversation that shouldn't be resolved very fast, but certainly is a, is a very important step, especially in bridging and creating channels of communication. So if we look at how this conflict, you know, um, has been interceded in, you take a country like uh, Turkey and what they have done, uh, how effective can this African delegation really be in terms of trying to broker peace between Russia and Ukraine? Well, what we do know, and I think the interesting thing of the leaders that are joining this delegation is that these are leaders that have dealt with mediation processes in the past, and particularly within the continents. And we know that peace negotiations are often a lengthy process. They, they require communication, they require engagement, and it is important for the African leaders while in Ukraine and while in Russia for the next two days, really to show that they are there in good faith. They are there to actually listen, to understand the different perspectives, and then from there try to see whether uh, outsiders from the conflict uh, would be able to, 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 to provide that bridge, that communication between the parties that is very important. So, so in that sense, the terms of the proposals that the African leaders will present are very important, and that would be very important to see what are the details. Of course, we are already seeing some rumors of what would that be included within that, but haven't been confirmed by the presidency yet. But it, it is an important opportunity to showcase that, well, these are countries that are not directly involved in that. And, and there is a diversity of views within uh, that particular group as well. South Africa has presented a non-aligned position, but often showcasing a degree of proximity with Russia. But we have countries like Zambia that largely condemned the invasion by, by Russia. So that diversity of voices and views from within the continent that I think is very important because it it lends to the, the process and to the group a degree of credibility that we wouldn't have if particular countries when they are alone. So I think there is some hope, some potential, but it's yet too soon to know what will come out of that. Particular countries you mean like South Africa, had we gone there alone, uh, we would have been less credible. Is that what you're saying? 
Yes, absolutely. I think there is a there is a benefit, and we've seen in the last ten years an increasing number of situations where Africans are presenting common positions and common approaches, and in that sense, providing a diversity of views. Remember that in 2022 there was a lot of concern. Of, uh, where we were saying that Africans were divided around the war in Ukraine. And that division is actually exemplified within the group that is in there. There is a, there is a, there is a benefit of showcasing those different positions and views because that, those are the ways in which negotiations and conversations go. It's to provide different views, views that are actually listening to the parties. And that's what I hope we can get from the next two days. Mm. Speaking of listening to the parties, if you look at um, uh, efforts that have gone before, uh, and uh, Russia and Ukraine have not uh, really uh, shown any inclination uh, towards uh, real lasting peace talks at this point. So could it be that there may be other interests then um, for them when it comes to this African delegation? Because what would make this delegation, um, you know, a more formidable group of interlocutors than others that have gone before? I think that's a very important question, and I think make us to. Uh, I think it's important for us to to realize in which stage of the conflict we are now. We are now going to the third week of the counteroffensive with the Ukrainians, and and there is a. There is a basic concept in mediation that talks about the ripeness of a particular process. I personally don't think there is a ripened moment where either of the parties would be willing to, to concede to, to, to some of their claims. But it is important, and as we've seen in many other conflicts, and particularly conflicts in Africa, where we have a lot of experience on, is that, that the process is not a short-term one. It's a long-term process of engagement, of communication, of interaction, of listening. And in that sense, I think despite the fact I don't think we're going to see anything very tangible coming out of that in terms of uh, agreements or signatures that would be done, but certainly it opens a new vehicle of communication, which could lead into different directions. We've seen a number of countries from the global south looking to engage with the situation, and the African initiative adds to that and adds to the pressure in terms of uh, uh, conversations that will have to occur at some point. It's, it's, it's normal in any conflict that that type of fatigue, that type of frustration, and especially when you realize that your goals are not being achieved, especially through, through the military means that we've seen on the ground. So, so, so there is a potential in there. Again, too early to tell what, what really we're going to see from there, but I, I still see that with positive views. Gustavo de Cavalier, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. A senior researcher at the South African Institute of International Affairs.